0: if you'd like to watch our live stream services or learn more about our congregation, I invite you to visit us at centralsynagogue.org. We hope you enjoy this week's sermon. And raise me up to a world from the storm in the shelter of your shadow.
1: There's this meme that gets posted on social media after every mass shooting. It's a cycle. It says mass shooting, thoughts and prayers, followed by calls for gun control, followed by nothing, and the cycle begins again. Mass shooting, thoughts and prayers, calls for gun control, nothing. This cycle lasts a week, a day, even a couple of hours before it begins again. A second mass shooting between the time I began to write this drash and when I finished it. A prominent celebrity says something anti-Semitic. There's some outrage. People make posts on social media supporting their Jewish friends. And then it is mostly quiet. Until it happens again. Until it escalates to people getting caught in Penn Station heading for Jewish institutions with swastikas and guns. And the cycle begins again. Politicians and religious leaders tell people not to go to drag shows, that people who are trans are out to get your children, that teachers should not be allowed to talk about sexuality for fear of turning children gay, as though that's possible. There's outrage and protest and more social media posts, and then quiet. Until someone walks into a gay nightclub, a space that is supposed to be safe, and shatters the lives of so many, and the cycle begins again. Genesis is a book of unhealthy, problematic cycles, which are strikingly evident in this week's Parsha. Isaac, who grew up in a house, with parents who favored one child over another, who saw his brother exiled, and who suffered deep trauma at the hands of his father, continues the cycle. The Torah tells us that Isaac loved Esau, while Rebekah favored Jacob. These twins are destined for conflict from birth, but that conflict is nurtured and inflamed at the hands of their parents. The consequence of Isaac and Rebecca's favoritism is a complete estrangement of the two brothers. Esau, feeling burned by both his brother and his mother, threatens to kill Jacob, and Jacob flees to Haran. Jacob lives in exile from his family for many years, and although he marries and has children of his own, he never seems to fully grasp the ways in which his parents' favoritism led to a breakdown of his family. In fact, Jacob picks up where his parents left off, favoring Joseph over his brothers. And the cycle continues throughout the book of Genesis, with favoritism, violence, and family rifts being primary themes of our story. And like our ancestors, we are caught in a cycle we cannot seem to escape. We know what the toxic mixture of hatred, prejudice and guns leads to. We know. We have seen it so many times. In Pittsburgh, in Poway and in Coleyville. In the Pulse nightclub and Mother Emmanuel AME church. In many, many, many other places. And now at Club Q. Hatred, whether it be anti-semitism, homophobia or racism, mixed with guns has deadly consequences. We know the cycle. We've seen it and we've lived it. And yet like Jacob, we cannot seem to break it. Jacob knows the consequences of favoring one child over another. He was exiled from his own home and forced to flee because his parents couldn't find a way to raise their children in peace. He knows the consequences And yet, when faced with his own children, he perpetuates the cycle that leads to Joseph being thrown in the pit and sold into slavery. You could argue that these cycles serve the narrative arc of the Torah from slavery to redemption. But what about the trauma inflicted along the way? There is no tikkun, no repair for the sibling relationships of Genesis. While each one gets a little better, even after they make up, Jacob and Esau can't seem to have a long-lasting connection. And Jacob fails to learn the lessons of his own experiences, resulting in disastrous consequences for himself and his children. I wish I could stand here and say, look, our ancestors broke the cycle. And here's what we can learn, and here's how we can use it to break our own cycles. But I can't. Not only because Genesis is a book that is a trail of dysfunctional siblings and parent-child relationships. Because also, even if they were a paragon of familial health, could we learn enough lessons to make a change? If shootings in schools, in places of worship, in malls, and in movie theaters aren't enough to inspire real and lasting change, maybe nothing can be done. Maybe we're just doomed to live like this. But I can't stop here, and not only because a Devar Torah is supposed to end with a Nachemta, with words of comfort, but also because I truly don't believe it's hopeless. So here are two ideas that I'm holding on to through the waves of unrelenting pain and destruction, cycle after endless cycle. The first is a story from the Talmud that I learned from my teacher, Rabbi Sharon Brous. Rabban Gamliel was traveling on a boat and from a distance he saw another boat that shattered and sank. Rabban Gamliel was extremely distressed because he believed that Rabbi Akiva, the great Torah scholar, was aboard the sunken ship. Rabban Gamliel mourned and cried for his friend and colleague but when he came ashore, he found Rabbi Akiva there. Rabban Gamliel was shocked. He asked Rabbi Akiva how he was able to escape from the wreck. Rabbi Akiva responds, A plank from the boat came to me, and I bent my head before each and every wave that came toward me. The waves did not wash me off the board, and I reached the shore. Even in the midst of destruction and pain, Rabbi Akiva found something to hold on to. They've carried him through wave after difficult wave. If you are in pain, who can you look to to hold you up? And even more importantly, how can you be the person that someone holds on if they need someone to help them ride the waves? If you're here tonight in person or via live stream, and you need someone to hold you up so you don't get pulled under, we are here your central community can be those planks to grab onto. To the families and loved ones of Raymond Green Vance, Kelly Loving, Daniel Aston, Derek Rumpf, and Ashley Paw, to all people holding grief and pain, our hearts break for you in this moment. To those who are injured, we are holding you in our prayers. And we know that the reverberations are wide and the path of grief is long. We are here to hold you up. The second idea that I'm holding is the power of words. We know the destructive power of words. People announce that those who don't look like them or don't love like them or don't worship like them are the enemy, are responsible for all the world's problems, are bringing corruption into our midst. And those words have inspired so many violent and destructive actions. But we also know that God created the world with words. That God brought light into the world with the power of just two words. via he or, let there be light. So let us speak to one another with loving words, so that the world may be filled with light. To our LGBTQ family here at Central and around the world, I want to say clearly that you are loved. We see you in this horrific moment, like so many moments before. And I want you to know that you are welcome here, that you are loved here, whoever you are, whoever you love. When you are in pain, we will help lift you up. We will stand with you to illuminate the darkness. Let us work together to build a new cycle, to hold each other up, to speak to one another with love and kindness. Let us remember that we are not bound by the sins of the past, that we are not required to revisit our traumas onto the next generation or to continue the cycles. We do not have to sit on our hands and say, this is how it is and this is how it will always be. We have the power to cultivate a vision of the world we want. Even if we can't completely change the cycle of guns and hatred, we can stand up and say, enough. We refuse to continue this cycle any longer. We can use our words in our, our compassion to build the world that we need, the world that our children need, the world that our ancestors aspired to. Olam chesed yibaneh. We can build a world on love. Shabbat shalom.
0: Thank you for listening to this edition of Central Synagogue's podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you're in the loop on future episodes. And please follow us on social media or watch our live stream at centralsynagogue.org, our Facebook page, or on national cable at the Jewish Broadcasting Service. Thanks again for joining us.